Welcome back to Ball Down Live right here on 1049 The Horn. 512 Friday, that's when we play jams. Actually, Patrick plays jams uh, from local bands and artists, very talented human beings that you have a chance to catch right, right here live in the live music capital of the world. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is the first single from White Mylar, and they're playing Saturday at the Regal Room, which is a new club opening up. Uh, on, I believe, on Manchac, South Manchac, and it is going to be, uh, I believe they're going to be streaming all of these shows Ooh. as well. This is a club that is trying to get into streaming a lot of their acts oh. to go to a wider audience. Nice. So the, they're opening up on Saturday at the Regal Room. Um, yeah, actually, I used to live down there by Manchac. Manchac and Slaughter, like around there. Yeah. Used to be yeah. over at that Regal Room? Uh, well, in that area, I bet. <laughs> I bet my, stump, my old stomping grounds right, somewhere right. around there, wherever the Regal Room is. All right. Uh, thanks, Patrick, for that. We appreciate your efforts, as always. 512-337-3776. That's the number to the Specs text line. You also hit us up via Twitter. I'm at uh, Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. Hearts at Hardball Hearts in Twitterverse. And Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. All right, let's get into some uh, some schedule tidbits and our reactions to the NFL schedule like release. It, like we'll it. talk Cowboys and Texans here as well. Uh, but the NFL, I mean, NFL, the reason they, they, they do share Sunday with the Lord, but they also sell hope as well as any church out there because that's what the NFL schedule release is all about. Everybody's real hopeful. Everybody's, uh, you know, schedule game analysis and projections and prognostications are very optimistic about their teams. Uh, so we'll get into it and kind of get into to the, the meat of the uh, the schedule here for the Cowboys and for uh, the Texans and also some of the overall highlights from the NFL schedule being released. Uh, but let's talk about the uh, the Cowboys first and then we'll make our way to the Texans. Uh, the Cowboys, you know, one thing that stood out to me, Harge, and you just we know the Cowboys are they are the the biggest TV star on the biggest and most watched TV show in America. That's the NFL. Yep. And there's no bigger star in the NFL than the Dallas Cowboys. They got the star, literally. Uh, but whether you like it or not, they are. Uh, and they have six <laughs> primetime games. I believe they got seven standalone games. They have that Thursday uh, Thanksgiving game with the Commanders at home. Uh, then they have Seattle, a uh, Thursday night football game, uh, November 30th. Uh, the opener, a Sunday night football for the Giants, that also will be uh, primetime. That's on the road for the Cowboys. They also have an October 8th game versus San Fran on the road road. Uh, that's another uh, primetime form. And their uh, Monday night football game versus the Chargers versus Kellen Moore. Ooh, that's going to be sexy. I like that. I like nice storyline. Uh, and then you, you uh, your Philadelphia Sunday night football game as well. So the Cowboys got plenty of standalone games and plenty of primetime games for Cowboys fans. That's expected as mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys. I mean, you talk about mm-hmm. the most watched sport uh, in America. But you also got to put in one of the most watched teams in America. When the Dallas Cowboys are on, whether you love them or you hate them, that's what America sees. That's what these networks see as well. Because even if you watch it for five minutes, you're watching so you can talk trash about the Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, it's just what it is. I mean, you, you, I've got buddies that every week I get a text before the game talking about if I'm going to be crying here in a little while. So you know how that goes. And that is how the good part about it is when you watch this and you look at how the schedule is set up, Patrick talked about this before. They have a stretch through week 13 through 17 where it's going to be kind of sketchy. But everybody's always looking at what game is going to be that one that if you decide to go to a Cowboy game, which one is going to be it. And I told you the other day that I was thinking about the Arizona Cardinal game. It's a good trip. It's back. It's a 325. 
325. We still don't know exactly what the uh, Arizona Cardinals are going to be. We were talking about mm-hmm. Kyler Murray. They got a new coaching staff. Everything is up for grabs. But it's still a primetime game, 3 o'clock, 325. That's, you, you're, that's the game of the week uh, in the mm-hmm. afternoon. So everybody's looking at that. Then you look at that game against the Patriots, which will be at home as well. I mean, all of these games are, are something in, that I was talking to a buddy of mine, what he thought the record was going to be. I know we were talking if we were going to do the record game. And I, I had a buddy tell me today, and I had to check him. I'm like, yo, man, come on, man, let's be honest about this. He was like 13 wins. And I was like, are you okay? You think 13 is too high? That is way too high. What for was your Cowboys. number? I was thinking 11 to 12. I mean, no, 11. I'm thinking 11. That okay. that's safe. Okay. 13 is 13 is, is, is it's steep. A, it's a lot of wins. That's I mean, a lot of wins, especially when you're starting to look at what you just went through. You I, don't have a good record against San Francisco. Well, you got you got to play the Eagles twice. You start out first of all, they Dak is pretty good in the division. You, you said that. Yes, he's definitely All right, you good. start off against the Giants, by the way. They love you starting off against the Giants. Seven times in 12 years that the Cowboys open up against the Giants. Dak has won the last 10 games versus mm-hmm. the Giants. Yep, yep. That's pretty good. Uh, you also, and that's on the road, though. You yep. start off on the road against the Giants, I believe. Monday there. Night Football. Uh, yes. And then you got you got New York back-to-back. Or Sunday right? Night Football, yeah. You got the Jets. J-E-T-S, yep. Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, that may not be good news because I believe Aaron Rodgers is 4-0 I mean, at AT&T Stadium. You mean Aaron Rodgers Stadium? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A-Rod's, A-Rod's, A-Rod's house? Sta- yeah. Whose house is that? He's going to walk you. In. Yeah, I was going to say he's going to walk in doing the belt the discount deal. double check yeah. on you? I own you. Yeah. yeah. And that's also going up against that improved secondary of the Jets. Jets and then, if nice. you don't have Tony Pollard yet by week two, which you probably was not looking po- like probable that you're going to have Tony Pollard back by then. Right. Then you're going to have to run the ball a lot against this Jets team. And that's where issues may arise. Uh, no, it's a good point. Oh, how popular are the Cowboys? How about this text? Yeah, I used to pay a prison guard five bucks to watch Dallas play on his phone when I was locked up in Mexico. <laughs> that's how popular the Dallas that's Cowboys how, are. That's how popular right? they bring people, it. People, <laughs> Y'all don't think that the Cowboys moved the needle? Pos- you talk about additional possible charges. <laughs> hey, I'll deal with it, okay? I want to see my damn Cowboys. All right? Uh, I don't care about and that. And then he probably threw the dude's phone because <laughs> Dak threw a pick. <laughs> damn it, Dak! Damn it! I'm staying in here. <laughs> Just, how'd you get caught? I was yelling, call a timeout too loud. <laughs> I was yelling, McCarthy, you're an idiot. You know? they, they found out. Fire uh, killing more. <laughs> uh, okay, but uh, getting back to the Cowboys schedule. So you got those two New York games back, to, uh, two New York teams, I should say, back to back. But then you do have, uh, this is an interesting week five and six matchups, both on the road, West Coast games. You're going to play at San Fran and at, at the Chargers. Uh, because the Cowboys have a presence everywhere. I just got the text about uh, the fan in Mexico who's a big fan of the Cowboys, who was in prison still, big fan of the Cowboys, got to watch his games. On the West Coast, they also have a huge presence. They 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 uh, oftentimes will go to training camp there at Oxnard. So I wouldn't doubt they stay there uh, that entire week. Yeah. 
and just decide, you know, because they have a bye week really right after those two road trips, back-to-back road trips to the West Coast versus San Francisco Chargers. They have a week seven bye week. So it would make perfect sense to stay on the West Coast, save yourself some of the air travel and the wear and tear and the jet lag, and then come back home for a bye week. You can kind of reset everything, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and those are Sunday night football and Monday night football as well, respectively. Oh, those L.A. Uh, so, yeah, so, yeah, so San Francisco is a Sunday night game. Yeah, L.A. Good. is a Monday night game. Oh, they're going to have a grand old time in Cali. California. <laughs> yeah, man, and yeah. You, got L- you got the Rams actually week eight yeah. at home after you uh, have that bye week. So you got the Rams. So, you'll, so it's funny, you New York, New York. Yeah. Arizona, then Cali, Cali, Cali. Dude, Jerry's trying to grow the brand. Yeah, Jerry's he like, is. man, I'm trying to get wet. We are, we trying to get coast to coast. There it the is. The rest of y'all worried about, oh, man, I don't want to travel a lot. He's like, man, we are an international brand. No doubt. We need to make sure that the masses get a chance to see the Cowboys, and that's what Jerry's all about. Jerry's going to have y'all doing international games next year. Watch. He, he wants to. I know. You've he already knows, heard him. He's saying, I yeah. want to. If Kansas City's doing it, he'll be like, if Kansas City's doing it, exactly. we doing it. Exactly. We got to do it. They, they want to see the Cowboys. <laughs> God's team needs to travel. Around the world and spread the message I mean, of the Lord and how much He loves the. Cowboys. You are playing. You are playing in the four corners of the U.S. because you play in Buffalo, you playing in Miami, you're playing in Southern wow. California, and you are playing. Oh, you're not going to Seattle. Ooh, Seattle is almost you don't completed. Get, you yep. don't get completed. I, I thought you were playing That'd at Seattle. That'd be pretty good, But though. if you were playing at Seattle, you would have completed all four corners. No, but you're <laughs> Seattle's right. at home, though. That's but right. I will say that's a national, a primetime game. So essentially, yep. yeah, you're going to have uh, the folks up there riveted by the Cowboys. That's a, that's a, I mean, Jerry wants to – and they, by the way, they travel more than any other team in the NFC East. So Jerry's all about, you know, making sure that he spreads the uh, the Dallas Cowboys brand as far and as wide as possible. Uh, this stretch that Patrick mentioned it is a Herculean stretch, a task, if you will, for ahead of the Cowboys to try to make sure that they don't have a kind of a downward spiral uh, during that portion of the season. From weeks 13 to 17, you're going to get Seattle, you'll get Philadelphia, Buffalo, uh, you get Miami, and Detroit. That no. is brutal. That, that is a, that, that that is is a brutal stretch, stretch as any yeah. team has on their schedule, period. It's that, a tough stretch. And you're sure. coming down the end when everybody's competing. You know Seattle and my and Detroit are be playing for playoff spots at that point. Miami and Buffalo playing for seeding. Philly playing for seeding. Everyone in that is going to have something important to play for, too, at that time. Yeah, no, and I'm with you. That, that's the stretch you, I fear, uh, and I'm a quasi-Cowboys fan. So out of those five games, Harge, what would you say the Cowboys record would be? What do you have the Cowboys record in those five games? That's in a row now. It's, that's your Seattle, you got Philly, you got the Bills, you got the Dolphins, and you got Detroit. Oof. That is a, whew, like I said, if you can come out of that I think above three and 500. Two. I think three and two. If you come out of that above 500, you're good. I think to three me, and two. come out of that three and two. If you come out of there two and three, not so bad. Depends on how you lost them games. You can't go one and four. No, you can't. You can't go 0 oh and five. Yep. I'm, I'm thinking three and two. Yeah. I'll okay. go three and two. Well, if you want to be considered well, a Super Bowl also, team. Right. You got to be able. You, <laughs> these, are Super Bowl, all, these are Super Bowl worthy teams. Yeah. You got to be able to beat those type of teams. Mm-hmm. Right. You got to play who's on your schedule, but you also have to be able to be the ones that they don't want to see on your schedule, on their schedule. So the Cowboys have to go in there and be a tougher team. The other part of it is, and, and this is something to think about, too, when the Cowboys they play Seattle at home. They play Philly at home. So that's good. You got home field advantage during that. But you go to Buffalo in December. That's might be really cold. That's might be really cold. Yeah. And then you flip the script and you go to Miami 
and it's hot. So mm-hmm. you have those. But the, being the fact that you play in two of your toughest games, Seattle, which we think is going to be good, they played well, and Philadelphia obviously went to the Super Bowl, you play in two of those teams at home, that's a plus. A stretch I'm also worried about here, gentlemen, for the Cowboys uh, we talked about how Aaron Rodgers, he's 4-0 at AT&T Stadium, and that's going to be a lot of hype around that game in Week 2. So that, I'm not saying that's a loss, but it could be there just considering what the history we're looking at. Last season, the, the opponents of the 49ers all had a, a hangover and lost the next game. Right. Now, whether they beat the 49ers or not, yep. they all lost the next game because the, the 49ers are so physical. They just wear They're you down. It's, a, it's like a two-week hangover to get over that. So consider that. They got to go on the road, play the 49ers in week five, and then on the road again, West Coasting, and they got to play the Chargers. So just keep that in mind, too. Hey, and that's a Kellen Moore game. And that's a Kellen So you yeah. got emotional highs. You well. got emotional, and you got a guy who knows a lot of your offense telling Brandon Staley. And personnel. Hey, personnel go, hey, just to let you know, if they line up like this, this is what we used to do. They line up like this. Here's a, And I've been watching their game films, and I can tell you this is stuff we used to do. Mike this McCarthy is, stuff we used is to do. changing the plays, Dad. Patrick. Hey, he can change the plays. He ain't going to change all his tendencies. <laughs> That's very true. And I think he said 30 to 40% of it, that maybe 30% was going to change. And yeah. they, they've, so I, he still, there still will be a lot of it that is similar. So that's a good point about Kellen Moore. I didn't think about that. He what? will have the inside scoop on well, the Cowboys. Well, here's the other part of it, too. That game, Week 16 game, they play Miami on Christmas Eve. Ooh. And then they come back. Now, it's a Sunday night or Sunday afternoon. Then they come back and play Saturday against the Detroit Lions. Lions. Yeah, that's a tough stretch, too. Yeah. That is tough. That's Saturday, too. That's part of of that. Saturday after Christmas. Yeah, that's, that's part of it. I mean. Yeah. Oof, that's a br- like that is that will determine the season right there in that show, Cowboys fans. You want to know what will determine your season? Thirteen through seventeen. If you can't come out of that stretch with at least a winning record, yeah. you ain't going. Pa- you ain't going past the divisional round anyway, so it don't matter. No, and I mean, yeah, true. Anyway, I mean, you just well, that's history. You ain't and, good enough. That's also, history too. We also know though is you're going into this that run. It, this is week thirteen through seventeen. Some of, one of these two of these teams may be really hurt by then. You may you may get a team in there that we thought was going to be really good, but the quarterback's out, or well, you know somebody's out because this. Well, just, you know the 49ers quarterback maybe I won't matter. <laughs> They'll still beat you. Hey, yeah, you're playing you're playing the 49ers week week five. They may not even have a quarterback still on the roster. <laughs> exactly. They may not be recovered or back yet. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like no, you right. know, and so that one for me is going to be for all those teams. Who is the healthiest when you get to that point of the season? Because we know it's just a battle of attrition. We we know that the Cowboys had a lot of troubles with the O line, and they were able to handle them pretty well last year. But you just once you get to that part, staying with that, we talk about the San Francisco hangover, just one after another with no chance to breathe. To where you come out of that game, and if you lost, and you you go, you lose to Seattle, and you lose to Philly, and you look and you go, we got to go on the road to Buffalo and Miami. Yeah. It can down hard it to can stay, quickly. look forward and go, yeah. hey, man, I'm going to rehab extra hard and come back. And they go, you know, it's it's cold there. Right. My, my ankle's a little sore. No, I'm, I, that's a good point. Uh, and the Cowboys, they got, listen, the Cowboys have the leadership. They, listen, they have the most t- tenured veteran quarterback in the NFC. Hey. He's the most tenured quarterback. No Say it quarterback, with your chest. No quarterback has been with their team longer in the NFC than Dak freaking Prescott. You know why? Because mm-hmm. Jerry likes his guys. Jerry likes his guys. And, hey, listen, I, I think the Cowboys are in a good position this year. I, I, I know we can kind of bring up some of the uh, tough stretches of the schedule. I think the Cowboys are going to be one of the better teams in the NFC this year. But there's no doubt they will be tested. Here, no, another thing to consider, though, real quick, since we're talking about the Cowboys before we move on to the Texans. Here's good news, though. 
It's been 18 years since the NFC East has had a repeat back-to-back champion or back-to-back division winner, I should say. Which means you got to go back to Philly with 0104. Yeah. So you saying so, Eric Bieniemy's coming up strong? I'm just saying, hey, it, it, if, if, if I, history would tell us anything or foreshadow anything, it would be that Philly ain't gonna win it this year. That somebody else gonna win it. Dang, dang it, Philly. Dang it, New York. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? To that point, yes. I don't know if they're going to win it either. I, I like Brian Dable. Matter of fact, Rod's rant, we might get into this a little bit more. The Giants, I don't know who they upset uh, over there at the uh, the NFL office. Mm-hmm. Dude, their schedule is brutal. Yeah. At least the start of it. Okay, so they got like seven that. of their first 11 games on the road. They play three games in 11 days at one point in their on their schedule and stretch. They have three of their first four games will be in prime time, and four of their first six games will be versus teams that made the playoffs last year. And we're talking about 49ers, Cowboys, a back-to-back stretch with at Miami and at Buffalo. Now they do get, and they got consecutive games on the West Coast too, just like the Cowboys, and, but they do get five of their final seven games at home, but that is that will test the, that Giants team, man. They'll be they'll be worn out when they play. I mean, they played the Cowboys to start out with, but that second match versus the Cowboys, I mean, they may be pretty worn out too. Do they have uh, um, Saquon Barkley signed by the beginning of the season? Oh yeah, he's got the uh, fifth, he's still fifth got, year he, fifth yeah, year he hadn't signed, he's franchised. Oh, they Remember, they franchised him, right. him mm. because they paid Daniel Jones and they franchised him. Okay. Do they franchise? Do does he come to camp by mm. week one? No. Because remember, no. didn't Emmett Smith stand stay out for a while do a contract dispute? I think so. He but. may and man, if they don't have Saquon and they don't have any wide receivers still, yeah, that mm. becomes. I will say this is something that you, the Cowboys fans, need to be very happy of Dan Quinn this season. Still, is when you look at the offensive minds. In the oh, NFC yes. East, yes. Nick Sirianni, Brian Dayball, and Eric Bieniemy are all coaching in the NFC East now. On the, those are your opponents' offensive minds. Those are some impressive yes, it is. offensive minds that have some MVP caliber candidates mm-hmm. that they have coached in Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and uh, oh. Jalen Hurts. Just lucky for you, that- and you have Mike McCarthy. So be very <laughs> happy you have Dan Quinn. Well, at least you're and lucky with, for, game, with Washington that they don't have their they don't I don't think they have a franchise quarterback yet. So I don't know that. Uh, hey, but the they Giants, got a, Sam they got Howell, a new baby. owner, and, Sam Howe, and, and Danny Dimes up there. Yeah, I, well, I don't fear Danny Dimes as much. I, we will say they do have a new owner coming in. Could they try and make a move or do something with a new ownership? Oh, yeah, could. could the owner? We saw with the the Suns, it didn't work. But the Suns ownership made a trade for KD. A new owner may come in and be like, "Hey, what can we do?" Denver had new ownership. What did they do? They went out and got Russell Wilson. Yep. So we don't know. New ownership. There could be somebody trying to late move to bring in a quarterback from somewhere. That's a good point. It's a possibility. Uh, they're saying that deal will probably go through within the next month. So we may not know who the quarterback is for the commanders now, but they could make a move. Yeah, I like that. Um, okay, jumping over to the Texans. Uh, I, I thought this would be the case, and it was certainly the case when they released the schedule. No primetime game for the Texans. <laughs> um, nobody wants to see the Texans in primetime. Uh, but they do have some uh, really interesting games. They'll start out on the road at Baltimore. They do have three road games in their first five uh, games uh, to start the season, including the season opener at Baltimore, and then a week three they're at Jacksonville they got four straight games versus the NFC South um, so that actually and we don't know how nobody really knows how good the NFC South is going to be because there's a lot of turnover there and you got New Orleans you know with uh, a lot of uncertainty there and a lot of quarterback um, 
I'm going to say, what's the word? Uh, underachievers at the quarterback position for the most fair, part in the NFC fair. South. I don't want to be mean. Uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be well, mean. Well, I'm just saying that's a, that's a chance for the, the, the Texans to steal yep. one or two of those games in the NFC South. Tampa yeah. Bay's going to have, oh, man, what's the kid out of football? Trask. And Trask or Baker. Baker Mayfield. Yep. I think they just signed Walford as well exactly. today. So, so, I mean, that's there's... a game you can try to steal. You Come can... on, Walford. I'm you... just saying they signed yeah. him today. <laughs> You're a Texan. You can kind of you can try to steal that game. New Orleans defense is going to be way too good. You, you got Derek Carr in, in New Orleans and now as well. Their defense is good, and Atlanta. I think Atlanta like is going. They're going to have firepower in Atlanta. I think they, even though Desmond Ritter's not a franchise quarterback, I think they're going to have some firepower in Atlanta. Atlanta's right on the verge of being better than the Texans. That's for damn yeah, sure. I bet. Yeah. I mean, too, we want to see what the, and the in Carolina. You can be the Carolina. defense for the Texans last year wasn't terrible. They weren't great, but they weren't terrible. If D'Amico Ryan's can get this defense playing at a decent level, then it then you can pull out a couple wins, right? Oh, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying you're going uh, uh, you're not going 500. Yeah, but you can steal you can steal one or two of those games from the NFC South. Yeah, you can steal Carolina and maybe Tampa Bay. And I think you can steal you can steal one or two against Indy. You can steal one or two against Tennessee. Those are also teams that are rebuilding. I know Indy. Everybody thinks they're going to be way better this year. Than they were last year. Yeah, I, like I don't Indy. think it was straight up that it was coaching that they were that terrible. You, you but. Got, it's good you catch Indy early in uh, one of those games in week two. Yeah. So I think that'll be the one you're most likely to win the week 18 one. I'm not sure. I don't know how much uh, improvement you're going to have by then from that that quarterback position for Indy. Um, but yeah, I'm with you on that. You can steal one of those. And hell, Jacksonville. Jacksonville expect to be really good this year um, coming off a playoff season. And Tennessee. You should, listen, I said we talked about this earlier. In Tennessee, there is there's talk that the Tennessee Titans would because now you know they're going to bring back the love you blue uniforms. Yeah, they're going to bring bring back the love you blue uniforms. There is talk that they may wear those love love you blue Orlo uniforms when they play the Texans on December seventeenth. And then they have Deshaun Watson and Deshaun Watson's return to uh, to H Town December twenty fourth. So you could have back-to-back grudge weeks. I'm talking yeah. about serious grudge weeks. So Emotional Demi- weeks. De- yeah, D'Amico Ryan, if you want to win over a lot of those old-school fans who are Love Your Blue fans who have turned and transformed into Texans fans like myself and like Patrick here. Patrick when, just came back. He just came back, but he <laughs> understands but what I got a Love Your Blue poster in my office exactly. from 1979. Yeah. You do. You do. Win you do. that game. If they're going to be so petty and disrespectful as to wear the Love Your Blue uniforms when they play against the Houston NFL team, you got to win that hey, game, Demico. Find Rod, a way to win it, brother. How great would it be oh. if Tennessee gets a lead early? And the, the Texans come back and beat them at the end. And we're like, you wore them jerseys? That's what you get? <laughs> yeah. You blow the game when you wear that jersey. I might get flashbacks. I don't know if I want to see it like that. Don't worry. And the Texans have given up some leads, too, by the way. Don't forget Patrick I, Mahomes. I'm aware. It's a Houston thing, not an Oilers thing. But. Exactly. Yeah, it is a Houston thing. But, uh, no, I think you got to win that game. That's a big game, I think, for the, the Houston Texans community overall. So if he wants to you know, get some street cred, D'Amico Ryans, find a way to win that game because they've been taunting two Houston Texans fans yes, lately at the draft, wearing the Love Your Blue and Oilers hats and stuff. They're going to wear it, and they, they, they expect to embarrass the Texans mm-hmm. when they do it. Now, man, you got to come out and bring them to business. Can't the do business. it. So that's, what, that's my take. That's the one you got to win. <laughs> Whenever they win. I don't know when they're going to wear it. They, hey, they hey, said they might wear it the sev- December 17th. Hey, you ain't got your pick. You need to win a lot of games this year. Don't give, don't give Arizona a good pick. Yeah, that's true. You got like there is no reason to be bad this year. You should try and win every game you can. 
Uh, there's, there's optimism. Some people said this team could win, you know, six to eight games. Yeah, you know, and that's, that is that's true. It's possible, but they would have to. All those games we're talking about stealing, they got to win those. You got to win the game versus Tampa Bay and Carolina. Yeah, you know, and that no. Carolina game that should be a big game too. I'll we tell can't. you, that's some people game. also say Elvis isn't dead, so we we can't trust some people. But <laughs> but I I'm hoping that we can get six wins. I agree with you. Oh yeah, also at Atlanta to face Bijan. So not forget about that. So if you're a Bijan fan like we all are, uh, you get a chance to watch Bijan run B- down the, the hill on the, on the Texans. I saw Bijan catch a pass today, and the quarterback was late with the delivery. It could be a long season for Bijan. <sighs> yeah. Oh, man, you, hey, hey, you got pace and Ritter? They, well, you, know what, yeah. you know what they can do? Hand it off to him. Man. That's Let's what, do he, that. He's a weapon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can't pass it to him. Use Let's it just to hand your it off advantage. to him. That's and they right. can't hand it off to him or then put him in a wildcat. Just snap it to him. Let's do he it. He can hurt you in a lot of ways. Uh, <laughs> all right, we come back. We'll continue our, uh, our conversation about the NFL schedule. Also, I'll tell you what is now the most valuable skill set in the NFL from a coaching perspective. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, 1049 The Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, well, you've done it, it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Time to get to our Rod's rant of the day. First uh, little subject I want to bring up is about the NFL schedule. Uh, the NFL, once again, um, and they've been doing this for a while, uh, they are trying to boss hog the sports calendar, and they did it again. They have decided their Black Friday now is a a holiday, an unofficial holiday that they want to boss hog and bogard. So now they have black a Black Friday game, and it'll be the Jets, 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 Aaron Rodgers, and it'll be I believe Miami at the Jets for Black Friday. We know a few years ago, um, I don't know about a few years ago, I think it was like two years ago actually, the NFL decided they wanted to debo the NBA and take Christmas. The Christmas has, for years, belonged to the NBA. It's been seen as one of the kind of pivotal uh, mileposts, if you will, uh, during the NBA season. And now the NFL wants to balls hog it. And now on Christmas Day, they'll have Las Vegas at Kansas City. Uh, the Giants had Philly, Baltimore at San Francisco. So they got a triple header on Christmas to try to take that away from the NBA. So I'm sure the NBA is a little annoyed with the NFL because the NFL is not necessarily happy with just owning uh, one day of the week in Sunday, uh, September through February. And, of course, Thanksgiving is considered theirs. But now they want to uh, take little pieces of the sports calendar from every other sport. And the most valuable Really, the most valuable months of the sports calendar are those winter months. I mean, you're talking about, you know, fall and winter. That's that's when everybody's inside. That's when the weather gets bad. You know, summer and spring, everybody wants to be outside. So the NFL already owns the most valuable real estate on the sports calendar. And they look at it like a Monopoly board. They already own Park Place. They got Pennsylvania Avenue. They got Boardwalk. They got all the expensive property in on the sports calendar. But they also want to go out of their way to take 
Indiana Avenue and Kentucky Avenue from the NBA and from college basketball, too. I mean, the draft is in April. Usually, you know, April is uh, right now you're talking about you're dealing with you know the NBA playoffs and now the NFL schedule release, their annual schedule release, which is basically their employee schedule, all their administrative duties like the draft and the NFL schedule. They release that. And usually we should be talking about NBA playoffs. But now just for a weekend. We're going to talk about the NFL schedule released. Uh, same thing in April. Usually we're talking about other things, but now we're talking about the draft just for that week. Uh, we're talking about March Madness. Uh, they take a little bit from March because they got the combine. So they're smart and strategic in where they place these events because they want to make sure that they got taken up as much of the sports calendar as possible. And it, they did it again. Black Friday is another one. And sometimes it's not even real holidays, unofficial holidays, but they're brilliant about being able to monopolize, pun intended, as much of the sports calendar as as they can. And it's been working out for them. A lot of people thought they would saturate the market. Remember those comments years ago from Mark Cuban saying that the pig will be slaughtered because the NFL was, you know, they basically were being gluttons about the way they were uh, uh, mass, kind of on a mass basis trying to promote and market the NFL, and I don't know if that pig's ready to be slaughtered yet. I mean, they are gluttons about it, but we can't get enough of it. We're, we're, we're fiends. We're, we're addicted to the product. They know we're addicted to the product, so they just keep on giving us more. And we like Pookie, New Jack City. We love it. We love it. We can't yeah. get enough of it. We keep complaining about bad football, and yet we still watch it. Complain about Thursday night football, people still watch it. Yo, for Complain sure. about the Pro Bowl. They changed the Pro Bowl because the ratings were low. The ratings were low for the Pro Bowl. Still, Pro Bowl was still was higher rated watched. than exactly. It was being watched. Than most baseball games and NBA games. But, you know, the NFL, they do have a standard. And I guess the Pro Bowl didn't meet that standard. Thank God for all of us. Let's talk about what I think is a, a, a an increasingly valuable asset in the NFL. And I was thinking about it because I was looking at the Giants and the Giants' schedule to start the season. And it's going to be really tough. Uh, they play seven of the first 11 games on the road. Uh, they play three three games in 11 days at one point. Um, and they play, I think, consecutive uh, games on the West Coast. So it's just a really tough schedule for the Giants. So I was talking to a Cowboys fan who was, who was getting really excited about the Giants' stretch and the possibility of them struggling. And they may struggle to start the year. Four of their first six games uh, versus playoff opponents, the Cowboys, 49ers, Miami, and Buffalo. Those games will be on the road. But, man, Brian Dable, one thing to consider about Brian Dable he he's kind of a made man in the NFL right now. And not because of what he did last year with the Giants. That was amazing what he did with the Giants to turn him into a playoff team. It's what he's done with multiple quarterbacks. That's got him that's turned him into a made man. The most valuable skill set arguably right now among coaches in the NFL, or the one that is most respected and revered, is the ability to resuscitate, resurrect, rehab a broken, damaged, underachieving quarterback. You take one of you got you got one of them on your resume, you walk around like a made man. Everybody's like, man, that mm-hmm. guy, that dude. You see what he did with that QB and Brian Dable, what he did with Josh Allen and what he's done with Danny Dimes and Daniel Jones has given a made man status in the NFL. And there are only there are only a few of these guys that have these types of stories on their resume, right? Uh, and the Texans got to deal with one too because Shane Steichen's got a couple of these, and he's getting a reputation. Yeah, Justin Herbert. He was with Justin Herbert uh, early on in his career in 2020 when he got the rookie record for touchdown passes and passing yards per game. Um, and then, of course, most recently, with Jalen Hurts. Uh-huh. And another kind of, I don't know if it's a resurrection project. It was a quarterback that people did not expect him to have an upside and a ceiling that high in the NFL. 
right. where he was being the MVP discussion. And yet you found Shane Steichen, the quarterback nurturer, quarterback whisperer. He was able to, you know, really lift the ceiling of a guy like Jalen Hurts or at least allow uh, help him to develop his skill set to the point where he can reach his ceiling because maybe we just didn't see how good Jalen Hurts was. And so he's got now two of those on his resume, and I'm not going to lie, as a Texans fan, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I'm a little nervous about that guy already with the reputation for being a made man, a quarterback, guru, whisperer, nurturer, whatever he was, and now he's got Anthony Richardson. Now he's got the biggest and the most lethal, freakish athlete to ever perform at the combine at the quarterback position. What'd you say? I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little, it's fair. I'm a little nervous. It's fair. I'm a little nervous. I mean, considering his resume, I'm like, man, that guy's got, he's got whatever it is yep. that those quarterback gurus have. So he's another one. Um, and, and strangely enough, it's crazy because I think Doug Peterson might be in this category too for what he did with big blank Nick Foles mm-hmm. uh, and winning the uh, the Super Bowl MVP as a you know a backup when the season started. Um, I think that's and he's also the guy that drafted Jalen Hurts. So when nobody saw Jalen Hurts' potential, Doug Peterson was like, no, 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 that's I'll draft guy. him in the second round. That's right. Guys got some skills, and everybody was like, what? You were you you way overdrafted him. Well, in retrospect. As the late, great Bill Walsh once said, very few people can coach the quarterback position and even fewer can evaluate the quarterback position. So he's still right about that, even in his grave. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Doug Peterson, I think he might be on that list, too. And then, you know, what that means that means that somehow in this strange, weird world, this metaverse of football world that we live in, that Jalen Hurts has had access to like three of these guys. Brian Dable in college? Yep, yep, yep. He had Sark in college who also has this kind of – he has this on his resume, right, for being a quarterback type, nurturer, yeah. a quarterback nurturer, quarterback guru. Yep. And Doug Peterson handpicked him. Mm. And Shane Steichen. Mm. <laughs> He's had access to like four of these guys. Is th- could that be what makes Jalen Hurts' skill set so unique? It was seen as an impediment early on in his career. I mean, he's had a lot of offensive systems he's had to work in. He's had Lincoln Riley. He's had Steve Sarkeesian's yep, system. Yep. He had the uh, the system for Brian Dable. Had the system for Lane Kiffin. Got there with Doug Peterson in the NFL. Now the Shane Sykin system. And yet, when you look back, it's like, so he's worked with the, the best quarterback minds in the game today? How, how's that possible? All right. In like seven years, he's worked with – all the best quarterback minds in the game today, pretty much. I mean, at least a lot of them. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Mm. Now, Sean McVay is the original kind of wonder kid, right? He's the original wonder kid because he was the guy that turned Jared Goff from being a bust into being a Super Bowl quarterback. And everybody went, whoa, that's, you can do that? That's a skill? Like, coaches have the ability to resuscitate and resurrect and rehab a broken, damaged quarterback? You, this is a thing? Yeah, apparently mm. it is. And then what they do? They hired everybody that ever had any connection with Sean McVay. You get a job. You get a job. You got Sean McVay. I was trying to get a dinner with him. You Exactly. I was trying to get a dinner with him. Everybody. Oh, you a quarterback coach? You get your job. Yeah. Everybody gets a job. All right? Just being in his periphery. Just getting a little bit. Can you can you get some of that magic and that mojo of Sean McVay and you bring it over here to our quarterback situation? That's how valuable that skill set was. And I think he's also in a conversation because of Matt Stafford. I think Matt Stafford also almost solidified that perception. Because mm-hmm. it was like, well, Matt Stafford, man, he, he's just a guy that's got a big arm. He's got a lot of upside, but he ain't no Super Bowl caliber quarterback. 
that ain't Matt Stafford. That's why he plays for the Lions. The ring. And now, boom. And now yeah. it's like, well, man's got a ring because yeah. he went to hang out with Sean McVay, and Sean McVay does it again. So now he's got that reputation. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think my man Shano uh, also has his reputation – like I said, Shannon's got a bad picker. You got that friend in your life that's always dating an a-hole and a D-bag, and you wonder why? Because they just got really bad taste in men or women. Well, he's got really bad taste in quarterbacks, and he's had six quarterbacks in five years. Five of those six have started at least five games in a season. So they're not guys who are just getting in for one, uh, you know, one game here or there. No, these guys are starting a lot of games, and yet they've still been able to get to Super Bowls and NFC title games. So he almost, in another way, almost in a, uh, a, a almost a, a very different way, he has also gotten the same reputation, but not in the same manner as those guys. Those guys resurrected, you know, skills of quarterbacks that people had forgotten and given up on. Like uh, as Geno Smith said, they wrote me off, but I ain't right back. Now I don't even I didn't even look up who is uh, who is giving a lot of credit for the Geno Smith. That's a good point. Revival, but, right. uh, uh, resurrection. But do we call Pete Carroll on that one? Because Pete Carroll also had <laughs> Russell Wilson that we saw was not good once he left. Does Pete Carroll fall into this now? Uh, I, I I I don't know because Pete Carroll. That's kind of the opposite, right? That's the Bizarro effect of yeah. it, where he was able and, and and I don't know who in. Uh, who on the offensive side of the ball was working closely with Russell Wilson. So maybe Pete Carroll deserves to be on that list too. Maybe you got to do some deep diving mm-hmm. about Pete Carroll. Maybe he deserves to be on that list too because we learned a lot about Russell Wilson's skill set that was not uh, very complimentary uh, once the uh, fit hit the sham there in Denver. So I just think there's like now this is now considered to be a quantifiable skill set with the coach, and you're seeing more and more coaches get this uh, this reputation, get this honor. And that's it. It makes them a made man. And honestly, know what it reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of when they, they had the tech boom, right? They had the tech boom. And what became the most valuable skill set, arguably, in the tech boom, a, in a growth industry? It basically became being a programmer, right? You can program and you can, you know, you, you were able to um, be able to operate efficiently and proficiently, all right, behind a computer, do some programming. Man, you had a very, very valuable skill set then. It's like what being a botanist is in the, you know, the, the legalized recreational marijuana industry. Like you, you are highly coveted and your skill set is very valuable in, that, in the marijuana industry if you're a botanist. But are there a lot of botanists out there? How many do you know? I know zero. Exactly. I ain't talking about your hood botanist, the was, one that grow it in his backyard. I'm talking about the real say, ones. The only one I know is Bucky. <laughs> exactly. Because he's out there naked gardening. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? In about 10 years, there'll be a ton of botanists. There'll be tons. Why? Because it's a growth industry, and now they're seeing how much money botanists are making in legalized recreational marijuana. And you know what? Uh-huh. What happened after the tech boom? There were a ton of programmers. They're everywhere now. You need a programmer? Yep. Yep. You can go find a programmer right now. now especially in Austin? Hell, man. I throw a damn rock out here to programmer. I hit two or three of them. But uh, 25 years ago, that wasn't the case. You know what I mean? So that's the same thing with this, this industry now. We're starting to recognize more of these quarterback nurturers, these quarterback gurus, and these whispers because the skill set is now more coveted and valuable than it's ever been. Like it. Is that right. Ben Johnson getting the love and, and yes, everybody Detroit? wants him out of Detroit because yes. he's – Again, made Jared Goff really good. I know yep. about everybody gets credit for Jared Goff play. Well, Jared's like, can I get some credit? But <laughs> nobody, want, nobody else wants to take it when he plays bad. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. He's like, can I get some of that credit? But yeah. you're right about Ben Johnson at Detroit. I like him a lot, too. Uh, all right, we come back. We'll get into, uh, oh, Bijan signing a contract. Straight cash, homie. Right here on Ball Don't Lie, 1049 The Horn.
back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. It is a 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when my man Patrick plays jams from local bands and artists, very talented human beings that you have a chance to catch live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Kate Angel. She's playing Sunday at the Ballroom. It's a benefit for the Capital Area Food Bank. Oh, that's a great cause. It is a very good cause. Uh, there you go. It's my Patrick always keeping you in the know and all. Look at that. Even sometimes uh, for a great cause as well. Hello. 512-337-3776. That's the number to the Specs text line. Um, let's get into this uh, Bijan Robinson story here really quickly. Gentlemen, Bijan, congrats to my man Bijan, the legendary lifetime Longhorn, uh, because he did sign his NFL contract with the Falcons. It is a $21.9 million deal over four years. It's fully guaranteed the, the whole damn thing. It's all guaranteed. Give me all and, my yeah. cash. And a fifth-year option, though. It's got a fifth-year option in there, Give too. me all my money, especially at the running back position. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about how the running back is undervalued. Let me get all my money guaranteed, sir. Thank you. I love it for Bijan. I'm happy for him. I think he's going to, like I said, I, he's going to be the – I think he has a chance to be the best running back in the NFL the, the, his rookie year. Like I, I may take him a few games. Plus three hundred, by the way, if he is uh, rookie, of the, rookie of the year. I think he's got. I think he'll definitely. In my eyes, like definitely. I think he's got a good chance to be offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I yeah. do too. I've been, it's, I've been a big fan of it too. It's a question of can you be offensive rookie of the year if the team is not successful and somebody else has a good season and their team is successful? Do they win it ahead of you? Yes. I think that's probably where we all think the biggest competition would be is if someone else has a good season and they have a twelve win season, then you're like, well. They may like him more because he's more. They feel more impactful to wins. Totally agree. And, but the the uh, the Falcons have been what a seven win team or something yeah, again, like that. Yeah, they're in the NFC so South. They're on the verge of. So elite, you like, can beat you. I mean, you can beat the Panthers twice. You can beat yep, the, the, Bucks. the Bucks twice, and that's four right there. Yeah. No, I. I yeah. The you're Saints right. is going to be your biggest problem, but they got a good defense they got a good, and they got a good quarterback too. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't really play. The, the, the quarterbacks the Saints play, have you looked at the quarterbacks they play? Yeah. I went and looked at this randomly because I was looking over schedules. They play Ryan Tannehill, Bryce Young, Jordan Love, Baker Mayfield, or Kyle Trask, Mac Jones, C.J. Stroud, Trevor Lawrence, Anthony Richardson, Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins, Desmond Ritter, Jared Goff, Bryce Young, again, Daniel Jones, Matthew Stafford, Baker Mayfield, and Desmond Ritter. That's a pretty – not easy, but it's a favorable schedule when you look at the opposing quarterbacks. Guys, we keep saying Bryce Young. Remember, they said Andy Dalton's oh, QB1. Oh. There you go. Even more so. There you go. No. To your Andy point. There Dalton. you go. They'll play Andy Dalton week two then. I mean, the second one. Andy Dalton, who they got rid of to get Derek Carr. Because oh. Andy Dalton was QB1 in New Orleans last year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, when you're in quarterback hell, man, it's hard to think straight. Trust me, the Texans were there for a long time. It's like being in the friend zone. You can't hey, think straight. Why did we why did we think that they were not gonna draft one? Because they're it's like it's hard to think straight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they really were. They were all over the place and finally decided, you know what, let's just take a damn quarterback. Like mm-hmm. the Texans did. And they finally did it, and I'm happy for them. Uh, all right, let's get to the break here, General. We got one more segment, and then we're off for Texas baseball. Uh, we'll come back and talk about the NBA. We'll preview the games coming up tonight, right here on Ball Don't Line, wonderful on the horn. Chicken, chicken, that's how we live. What it is, what it is, what it is, 
Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick plays jams from local bands and artists, very talented human beings that you have a chance to catch right here in the live music capital of the world. This is kind of funky. I like this. Who is this? This is Honey Made. Like they are it. playing Saturday at ABGB. It's nice. I like it. And get some pizza and some funk. This is uh, different. Yeah, definitely a little funkified, man, but I'm all about it. You like the name pizza of the song is Chicken funk. Sweats. Chicken Sweats? Chicken Sweats. Wow. I like, I've had the Chicken Sweats. Yeah, that's what it's song. When I go get Gus's, that spicy chicken, you got the I, chicken I, sweats. I get Chicken Sweats. I'm, I'm eating my chicken and I'm sweating. Chicken Sweats. <laughs> I like that. Is that what they mean by Chicken Sweats? I believe that's what they mean by Chicken Sweats. I mean, I don't. <laughs> Probably not, but that's just, let's go with that. Let's go with that. That's way more PG-13. Sounds very popular to me. Yes. No doubt. Yeah. Did you look. see? Uh, Do you see Stevie Wonder went by Frenchies when he was in Houston? This Did last he week? really? I yeah, saw a picture. Seen? Someone posted. They were, they were like Frenchies, like thanks for Stevie Wonder coming through. And, oh no, he smelled it. What do you mean? Some senses are stronger than others. You smell the Frenchies. I they, agree. Uh, didn't I? It was it Ike that told us they moved the one out, out, they out, out, out away from the one right by uh, U of H. He said it made it bigger. They went right. They down went the right street. down the street. Yeah, they used to be right across the street from U of H. Yeah, like Yates High School, but they moved a little bit down. Third Ward, baby. Shout out H Town. Shout out. All right. Uh, we're off a little bit early, like five minutes, so I want to give some uh, NBA predictions before we get out of here. Uh, we'll do that. If you missed any part of the shows, please go to hornfm.com. You can catch up with them on the podcast page. Uh, also, we'll talk more schedule stuff uh, about you know the schedule release on Monday, anything that we may have missed. Uh, we'll get into that Monday and talk some more NFL. All right, gentlemen, let's uh, preview the Lakers-Warriors and the Heat-Knicks game a little bit. Lakers versus Warriors, does this thing go to seven or? Or are we talking about the, um, the the hopes and dreams of the Warriors being dashed tonight? You, is almost dead playing? AD. <laughs> oh, he said he feels great, man. And yeah. you know what? His injury report? His legs are fresh. He ain't going to walk out of that arena even? There, there's no head injury Thank on you. the injury report. No, he's fine. No head you saw it. I told they you. They should have at least listed it as this a fake one. dramatic. They, they couldn't leave a fake one on there or something? Even Belichick would have been like, uh, head soreness or something. Cranial contusion. Yes, whatever. <laughs> Thank you. They, so they didn't even put it on the injury report. So he's definitely going to play. Um, and your thoughts? They need to close it out. They, they need to close to. it out. Because if we've talked about it. If they get to 3-3, they're not winning that game. They're the not winning again. The Lakers will not. If they, if if to they lose tonight, if it goes to seven, they're not winning that game. LeBron needs to go out there and close the game out. And here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. What have we talked about for a long time, pretty much all season? Golden State is not very good on the road. No. They're terrible. This is if you're gonna break it, you gotta break it now. So both of them need to make a, a serious move ASAP. And I believe that Golden State is not going to have enough tonight. Like I said, if almost dead, street clothes, gets a chance to play, <laughs> then he understands that America's been watching him act a fool going out on a road, on, on a uh, wheelchair. He better go out there and be prepared to play. So I'm, I'm going to roll with the Lakers winning it, and I believe that Miami wins it as well. Uh, I'll, yeah. Um, Patrick, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think – I would have been a lot more worried about this Warriors if they had shot well at any point in that game. They do win game five, but they don't shoot well at it at all. The question is, does game six Clay show up? Clay's stats in game six have been insane at points. There was a point where he was averaging 75% from the three-point line in game sixes. Mm. So if game six Clay shows up, they win wow. because he's going to hit seven, eight threes. And if you hit seven, eight threes with Clay, they win. But I don't know if that happens. It doesn't look like he has had the legs in the last few series. So I, I think the Lakers know how to close this game out, and they know they have to. 
So they play with that energy. Anthony Davis plays well. They win. And Miami, they just they they got the dog in them. Yeah, they, they, they got the dog. Yeah. They got the dog. The, <laughs> they the got that, the ultimate they dog. Got the fact, dog. How New York looked so dog. discombobulated. <laughs> Nineteen turnovers, discombobulated in so much of that game. I, I don't. I, I, Miami just looks more like they got the championship pedigree in them right now. Even after the fact that uh, Jalen Brunson played. 40 48 minutes. 48 minutes. Yeah. He's out of there. He's, he don't have no legs. Yeah, but at 38 points in yeah. those 48 he's minutes. He's out of there. He's out of there. Yeah, I, I would say that. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think I think the Warriors, listen, they're going to play with some desperation. They got championship DNA. You got championship pedigree. So they're going to play with a ton of pride. I think the Lakers, you know, I, I do. I think AD comes to play. Uh, no matter what nickname you want to give him, he comes to play. And I also think you get LeBron's sense of urgency. I don't know how efficient LeBron's going to be, but I do think you get that um, that intense LeBron energy. And when you get intense LeBron energy, uh, this team usually responds really well. The supporting cast has been what saved the Lakers uh, in the yep. postseason so far. We don't know. It is, it's a really, uh, we have no idea because it's a rotating cast of characters. Yep. It'll be somebody. I don't know if it's going to be Hachimura. I don't know if it's going to be hell. It was it was uh, Lonnie, Walker. Lonnie Walker last time. If Austin Reeves continues Austin to have Reeves, a good game, it'll be one of them. I think one of those guys steps up for him and helps them out, uh, and I think they get the win. And I'm with you. They the dog, the dog. Jimmy Butler, the atomic dog comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Heat win too. Exactly. All right, uh, all right. Uh, what's on tap for you coming up this weekend? Brother? Watching basketball, and then my son's got basketball tournament this weekend, so we're on the road again. Man, you always on the road. I am. Uh, That's why I use Apple leasing. Uh, <laughs> way to bring it. Home, brother. Way to bring it full there circle. It Patrick, what you got on tap, brother? Uh, doing some yard work if it's not raining and then watching basketball. Well, you watching basketball because it's going to be raining. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's going to be on and off. On, on and, and off, off. That's true. That's true. Uh, all right. Uh, actually, I'll be watching a ton of basketball as well. And uh, this weekend, man, you know what? I'm actually going to do some yard work too. I'm going to try to get out there, Patrick. It's going to be raining. Hey, you know what? I gotta say it, and then my wife won't blame me when I don't there get it done. Like, do I play this together? I'm gonna do a lot of yard work. Yeah. It's raining. Oh, well, I can't do it. All right, I want to thank all you guys for your participation. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. We'll be talking about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of each other. Take care of each other. Uh, Texas baseball coming up next. Peace.